Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Deep Thoughts with the Dixons. My name is Brian, and I'm excited that you're joining us again this week. It has been a uh, pretty interesting week over the last seven days since we connected with you last, and I'm going to just be diving deep, talking about some things that I've actually been up to over the last couple months, because I think it could be super helpful for people that are really interested in starting a business or you know maybe they have a business and they just can't really figure out how to get that business to hit and and really scale and generate the right marketing and and sales activities to get revenue for your company and you know a lot of what Nina and myself actually practice when it comes to business has to do with creating this holistic foundation with lifestyle aspects that actually we integrate with that help us in all the businesses that we run and for the last close to eight years, I've been investing in help scale all sorts of businesses around the world, a portfolio of 130 startup companies focused in technology and consumer products and even done corporate venture capital and helping scale early stage energy technology companies on behalf of the Fortune 500 company Ameren that covers the state of Missouri and Illinois and serves their energy supply. And so um, I've been extremely blessed and fortunate just to learn a ton about you know, how to get these concepts and creative ideas materialized into form through a product and then taking that product and building the company around it and testing it and scaling and growing it. And with everything that's happened with all the COVID-19 stuff, I think that there's a ton of people that are probably looking for new and creative things they can do to generate revenue, um, you know, for their business or for their families or whatever that looks like. And it's all, it's not an easy task. You know, it's a lot of people could be challenged to say, I just don't know where to start, or I've always had these great ideas, but I've never really figured out how I can take them and implement them to actually get it off the ground. And I think that's the biggest pressing point for a lot of people is they get stuck with an idea and they're really excited about it, but they just never take that next step. And it could be for a lot of reasons. It could be because you don't know what to do. It could be because you're scared and you're fearful that it may not work. So you just never get started in the first place. It may be because you think you need money to do it. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about how that's not actually even necessary. A lot of times you don't need a lot of money to start a business, especially in the online age these days. Um, You could be fearful that other people will not understand or will make fun of what you're doing or, or just, you know, try to put you down because of maybe you've never done it before. Um, and so there's so many different reasons as to why people never take that first step and that first leap when it comes to trying to build a, a business that really makes them happy and trying to turn their passions into profit. And it's, it's not nearly as hard as people think if you just understand some basic principles and, These are things that Nina and myself have really implemented throughout our lives and we've learned and we've iterated on over time. These different strategies that I'm going to discuss that hopefully can help you all out if you have an interest in doing this. So let's start initially with just the concept of having fear of taking that next step, right? Like a lot of people have a fear that if I start this business, it's not going to work. So why start in the first place? Immediately when you create that mindset around trying to commercialize a concept into form, you are 
setting yourself up for failure because in your mind, you've already told yourself that you failed and emotions are actually what create the reality. You know, your actions and your mindset, they create this emotional state. And if you're in a state of fear before you even get started because you're wanting to do this product or service, but it's already failed in your mind, it's not going to succeed because you've already told yourself it's failing. You're creating that emotional state and the universe is going to reflect that back to you. But the thing is, is there's nothing to be afraid of. And the way I always looked at stuff when I was starting new projects is, okay, I could not start this project and I'd be in the same place that I'm in right now, um, you know, maybe a month from now or a year from now or however long, or I can start this new venture and I can test it and I can put everything I have into it to see if I can make it work. And I look at it in two specific ways. One is, if I can make it work, awesome, because then I'm going to grow as a person. I'm going to grow, hopefully, this business and this company. I'm going to be able to earn more, and I won't feel regretful in the future that I didn't try it. And the last thing I want to have throughout the end of my life is look back and say, oh, I regret I didn't try this, because trust me, you will definitely regret the things you didn't try, not the things you did. And on the alternative, there's other a lot of things that I have actually tried that failed, and they didn't work. And I am still so grateful that I took the leap of faith to actually do that and generate the forward momentum to try it and test it out because I learned so much along the way. And I also learned why it didn't work so that for when I do these new ventures in the future, I've implemented that learning and experience. And if I would have just sat there and said, oh, I'm too fearful to even try this or try to get this off the ground and I wouldn't have moved forward even though I failed, I wouldn't have all that experience that I just gained from moving forward and actually doing that. And so I think that's something that really holds a lot of people up. And I experience this all the time with the entrepreneurs that I work with is, you know, even if they have built something, it could be an amazing product, but they're so afraid to show people because they're afraid of what they're going to say. And they don't know how to get it in front of the right people or market it the right way. And a lot of times they don't even do it because they're scared. And it's like you've built this amazing thing. Most people are incredibly obsessed with the products that they build, especially for people that quit their day job to go create a startup company. Like they're incredibly obsessed with what they're trying to do. But at the same time, they can be incredibly scared of getting feedback from people. So that's really the next step is, you know, how can you become more mentorable and be more receptive to feedback? Because that's how you're going to build and scale something that can be monumentally impactful in others' lives and create value in different markets. But you have to be open and receptive to taking feedback, especially at the earliest stages of the business. And in my opinion, when I look for companies that we invest in, I'm always looking for what I call the mentorability of the founder. What is the neuroscience in their mindset that really is going to show me that they're receptive to taking advice? Because if you're not, you're going to make a lot of mistakes and you're not going to be able to absorb people that are just tremendously experienced and successful to be able to help your business grow. And when you have that mindset about your own business and not wanting to really help get mentorship for what you're trying to do, Imagine how you're going to be with customers. If a customer comes to you and is like, I don't like your product because of X, Y, Z, and you get all defensive or you don't listen to them. If you're not listening to your customers, your business is going to fail for sure. It's a certainty. Um, what about if you end up taking investment from somebody, but you don't listen to them? Like, There's going to be all these different patterns that are going to create a ultimate failure within your business unless you're open and receptive to different points of view. And so that's another thing I see a lot of people challenged with when they're trying to get something off the ground is that they're 
they think they know everything about their business or their product and they aren't open to exploring new concepts and new feedback to help iterate on what they're doing from any area of their business and they think they know it all and let me tell you i learn something new every day many many things new every day and i am just hungry all the time to learn as much as i can and so i think one of the big things that's helped me so much in my career as i've scaled the companies i've worked with is that I'm incredibly curious and I love getting opinions and feedback from as many people as possible. That doesn't mean I always have to take the feedback that I'm getting, but by getting these different points of view and consistently absorbing it and iterating on it, it helps position me to select what I intuitively think is the best path forward because I've laid out this foundation of data that's going to help me in making a more refined decision. So be very open to that. Um, so that's kind of just like a gen- the general mindset things is like get over the fear and at the same time, always be hungry for feedback. Be hungry to have other people help you in what you're doing and take that. Don't think that you know it all because you don't. Nobody does. And it's okay. You know, th- that vulnerability of expression is so important when you're growing a product or a business because it's just going to help you so much and you're going to be much more self-aware and objective in how you evaluate things. And in my opinion, that's one of the best things you can be as a business owner is objective because you're going to get so many things that are going to happen to you and you don't want to get emotionally attached to them because you have to take a step back and logically just analyze what's occurred and what's the best path forward. And so take those things into mind. Don't be afraid to get started because if not, you're likely going to regret it. And at the end of the day, even if you fail and you have to go back and do what you're doing right now, it's always going to be there. You can always go back and get another job or, you know, even if you're starting something new and you're doing it on the nights and weekends and, you know, you do it for a long period of time and nothing happens, but you learn a lot like that's you're going to even feel better about yourself there. So just don't be afraid to get started and, you know, make sure that you're taking people's feedback and and incorporating that into what you do because it's going to be super helpful. So once you kind of get over these mental barriers about doing it and putting pen to paper in a sense to actually move forward with what you want to do, I really think the next best thing that people can do before they get too far down the road is take this concept that you have or this product or service that you want to create a business around and before you spend a bunch of money and a bunch of time and a bunch of energy, figure out how you can take what you want to do and test it and test it for free or test it for a very cheap amount of money. And a lot of people will think, oh, I need to have a website or a logo or a business card or all these different things that are is complete bullshit. You don't need any of that stuff in the early stages of the business. We First, you need to figure out if people actually want what you want to create. So let's, um, let's use an example. Say you want to become a, um, a fitness coach and you have a bunch of experience and you are a very healthy person and you want to teach people about exercise and nutrition. Well, first, what you're going to do is you're going to want to study and figure out if there's a market that exists for that. And I think it's pretty apparent that there's obviously a huge fitness and nutrition exercise market. But what about specifically the coaching market or the personal training market? So there's obviously a huge market for that as well. But specific to you, you have to figure out if people want to get those services from you. And maybe the best way to start 
is to do it unpaid at first and get a couple of your friends that agree to have you help them with their diet and their exercise and work with them for a few months and just collect as much data as you possibly can. And through that process, you're going to develop a couple case studies. And those case studies are going to allow you to develop material around them that then you can go to market to new prospective clients that will allow you to hopefully create a business around this and get paid. So use these initial people as your test case, right? Prove your results, prove your success, prove that your workout strategy and your diet plan is is helpful to people and provides value to them. And then capture these results and package them up. And that's your initial beta test. And now you can go to people and try to charge people for that same thing. Develop a pricing structure around what a package would look like and what comes included and how many weekly sessions they get with you or coaching calls or whatever that's like. And in terms of needing to go outreach people, you don't have to have a bunch of money to try to spend on Facebook or Instagram ads or things like that. Like Figure out free places where you can go and start trying to do some direct sales with people. So you could go on Facebook or Instagram and direct message people or drop a link um, in to contact you in people's Facebook community groups that are focused on exercise and fitness. Like you really have to think, like if I wanted to create something and I want to do it without spending money or spending the absolute lowest amount of money that I possibly can, how could I go about that? I'll give you a couple other good examples from companies I've worked with over the years. So there was another company that wanted to create a application where when people were at sporting events, they could go on this app and they could basically order food or drink from the bar without having to get up and it would get delivered to you. And this wouldn't be like one of the people at a baseball stadium that's carrying around you know, pretzels or beer or water. You could basically order a specific order and then it would get delivered directly out to your seat and you wouldn't have to move. And they would have the listings of all the food and drinks inside this app. Well, the first thing they need to figure out is, is the, the normal user behavior that happens right now in a stadium or arena is that people either get up out of their seat and they walk to go purchase those things at the uh, you know concession stand or they buy it from a person walking by. And they had to figure out, is there enough of a demand inside a stadium where people don't want to get out of their seats and they want that convenience to have you go get it for them, but they want specific things, maybe things that the people don't bring as they're just walking up and down the aisles and that you actually do have to get up for. And so the way that this company tested this out for basically free, I think it maybe cost them 20 or 30 bucks, is they bought tickets, like just general admission tickets to a baseball game. And... They worked it out with some people that were, they just, they just cold called the arena and said, hey, look, this is something we want to test out. And if it works, we're going to be working on building an application that could really help people. And we'll come to you because you could pilot it in the future if you're interested. But here's what we want to do. We want to come in the stadium and we want to uh, mark off just one section. So it was like one uh, section in the baseball stadium where people were seated and they're like, we want to give these people the option to fill out uh, specific orders. And then myself and my buddy here, we're just going to run to the concession stand. We're going to buy it. And then we're going to bring it back and exchange it and have the people pay us right there on the spot. And um, they basically created these little handouts for these people in that section after they got approval from the concession stand in the, in the uh, stadium and everything. 
And so the people that sat there had these little things and they could fill out this piece of paper and pass it down the row and give it to them. And then they walked up to the concession stand, they bought it, they came back, the people reimbursed them for it. And so it was a very easy way to test the concept. And what they learned from that was, yes, there is a demand. When people are watching a sporting event, they don't want to get out of their seats. They want to sit there and they want to enjoy the game with their family and friends. And if they can pay a small convenient surcharge, they would prefer to have somebody go get their stuff for them. And so there, that was the problem. The solution was them going and getting the concessions for them and bringing them back. And that was just a really creative way where it didn't cost them more than 20 to 30 bucks to test that out. They had to make a couple calls to the stadium and, and probably have a meeting or two that didn't cost them anything and get the stadium to agree to do that. And the stadium did. And they were able to test this concept out. And then they went to go work to build out a mobile application for that. And that's how they tested their initial business concept. Um, you know, another way that you could test a concept. I'll give a couple examples because sometimes this testing thing when people think, oh, I don't need a website or I don't need this. It's kind of a challenge for them to think about. Um, but let's say you just need to figure out, um, you know, if there's X amount of people that want to purchase a certain type of consumer product bakery item that you're really good at making. Maybe you're really, really good at making vegan brownies. And so you create a free survey on Google Survey. So anybody that has Gmail has access to get um, Google Survey has, has this little thing you can do where you can survey people and you can put together a list of questions and they can either text their answers in through the text boxes or they can select through multiple choice and you can create a free survey and just post it on social media or post it out out to people that you know, and then kind of lay out what your concept is and just get some consumer data back, asking them questions like, are you vegan? Do you like vegan brownies? Are you not vegan? Do you Have you had a vegan brownie before, even if you're not vegan? Like you can lay out a bunch of questions to get some interest and understanding if people actually are interested in what you are and try to get you know a couple hundred people to fill out that survey and that will give you some initial data and that won't cost you anything but some of your time. And once you have that data, you can then go and figure out through what you've collected from the responses, who are the people that had, it seemed like they aligned the most with these vegan brownies that you're trying to sell. And then you reach out to those people and you could say, hey, look, I'm going to cook up a batch of these. I'm going to send them to you. And I just want to get your feedback on what you think about them. So maybe you cook up a batch of brownies, you mail it to a group of five to 10 people. Maybe it costs you with mailing expense somewhere in between, you know, 30 to 50 bucks, something like that. And you get a ton of tremendous, valuable feedback to learn. Do people like your brownies? I mean, you don't even have to mail them. You can just go places and you can drop them off at, with people that align with vegan brownies and get people's feedback on. There's a lot of different ways you can do this, but what I'm trying to lay out here is that when you're trying to get something new off the ground that you're passionate about, you don't have to have a bunch of money. You don't have to go build an extra elaborate website and get business cards and go spend money and getting things trademarked for a logo. Like that stuff can come later. The initial thing is just focus on the most important thing you need to do to take that first step. And, um, you know, once you have that up and going, then you can think about, how do you actually create some formation about it? But before you even go to the point of forming a business entity or any of that stuff, you really just got to figure out if there's a demand for what you're trying to deliver to people. 
And that's something that a lot of people fail at um, because they spend all this time, money, and energy building something because they like it without providing the proper testing and rigorous validation to ensure that what they're going to deliver to the market is something that's needed that they can make money off of. And, you know, there's always the age old saying of don't build a product because you like it, build a product because your customer likes it. And that's so, so important because you can still do what aligns with your passion in your business and do it in a way that resonates with what a customer's demand is. It doesn't have to be exactly, you know, that you can get upset because you create something that you would use and then you try to sell it and nobody buys it because it turns out you're the, you're the person that thought it would be valuable when the market does not. And so that's a really, really important thing is you've got to figure out how to leverage free tools to test things. And in this day and age, and this happens even with entrepreneurs that have stuff built already and I'll work with them and I'll realize that you know they built something and it just wasn't properly tested. So we have to go back through testing and iterations and things with the product to figure out what the actual product market fit is. And also understand that as you grow and scale things up, when you're doing these initial testing, it's okay to make a lot of changes and iterations. And that's a good thing. Your product's gonna evolve or your service is gonna evolve over time based on feedback from people. And so you really want to be open and receptive to that customer feedback, like I discussed before, because that is what's really gonna shape your product. And if you look at the companies that just dominate um, around the world with the products and services they provide, they got to where they're at by being extremely in tune with their customers and taking as much feedback as possible and then measuring to figure out what was the most important feedback and how to implement that into their product or service to make a better experience for the customer. Um, and you know, I kind of want to walk people through a concept that just happened to me firsthand in, in terms of how I had an idea and how I brought it into form and walk you through how you could do this for yourself if you have something that you're interested in. Um, so this this is example will be specific to this product that we created, this lifestyle course that we launched. But I, the themes that you'll be able to extract from this, I think can be really helpful for people that have something that they really enjoy or they love and they want to figure out a way they can make some money off of it or turn it into a business perhaps. So I'll just walk you through this use case because we just went through this. So when all the COVID stuff began happening, all the businesses were shut down and Nina and I started talking and we're thinking, you know, there's going to be a ton of people that are stuck in their homes right now and everyone's not going to the grocery store in the same capacity that they used to because they're like having to wear masks and it's very different. They're probably nervous to be in there and so they're wanting to get in and out as fast as possible so they may not be getting the same types of uh, food that they normally do because they're, they, want it, they want efficiency and they want it to be quick and so it changed people's behavior and also with being inside and being on these lockdown orders, people had to figure out alternative ways to try to stay healthy with not only their bodies but their mindsets as well. And so we sat down and we started talking. We're like, well, what's something we're super passionate about? What's the way that we can help people right now during this current COVID-19 environment and provide some of the things that we already do that we're, you know, we know work because we've tested them on ourselves and we've tested them on customers and clients that we've worked with all around the world, but that just really align with this current scenario that we're in. And so what we did was we basically said, okay, there's three core areas of a person's life that we look at when we're working with a client and we've done for ourselves that can really help them enhance their life. 
And that's broken down into nutrition, into their body, and into their mind. And all three of these things work together. And so we said, you know, these are the three most key things that people have to be focused on helping to continue to enhance during all of this coronavirus scenario. So we said, what if we mapped out the most important things that we've implemented in our lives over the last 10 years in terms of our nutrition, our body protocols in terms of exercise and mobility, and our mental protocols like meditation and the different types of sleep things we do and things to disconnect from technology that really helps bring mental balance. Like let's bring all of these tactics and strategies and lifestyles, uh, lifestyle tactics that we've implemented in our lives and let's put them together in a course that we can deliver to people digitally right now when they need it most, you know, because people can't take in-person courses and things like that. Let's, let's, let's figure out how we can do this and let's do it digitally. And let's see if we can do it in a fashion where it's just completely cost minimal. And let's just leverage as many free tools as we can to put this together. Um, and let, but let's put our time into it and our passion into it and make sure that that product that we deliver to people is super valuable. So after we agreed to that, we started basically just writing down these are the things that were super helpful from a nutrition standpoint. We laid down all these dietary protocols that we do and Ayurvedic healing practices and things that holistically help heal the body and put you in a very high energetic state and, and, and create a very calm mind and help with our workouts and created the full-blown like diet portion of the course. And then the next thing we did was we created a, basically what we do at home in terms of trying to stay physically fit and help with our flexibility and mobility. And so that portion of the course was Nina was laying out from a female perspective all the workouts and exercises that she does. And I laid it out from a male perspective and cataloged everything that, you know, the tactics that I've learned over the years from exercising and then how I adopted that at home because we had to shift into this COVID environment with all these lockdown orders. And I was already doing a lot of stuff at home, and so was she, so it wasn't super challenging for us. But I know a lot of people that go to the gym, or maybe they're not working out at all, but they really need to be. And especially during this time when we're on lockdown to make sure they continue to stay healthy because people weren't even leaving their homes. And we figured out, okay, this is let's take all these tactics that we've learned that help with our health and vitality and energy and let's package that into the body part of the course. And so we did that. And then we sat down and we started mapping out what are the best things that we've done for our mental health? Um, what kinds of meditations? What kinds of sleeping things have we tried that's really helped us enhance our sleep so that during the day, our mind is more crystal clear and we have more energy to focus on our important tasks? Um, what other things have we done that have helped with our mind? Things like taking a digital detox, like we've done episodes on that in the past. So we mapped out the specifics around our 48-hour digital detoxes that we take sometimes where we disconnect completely from technology and go out in nature. And basically, we then combine these three things. So we had the nutrition, we had the body portion, we had the mind portion. And after we had this mapped out and we had all the content, um, I began to build a pitch deck for it, right? And so I just levered, I, I found a, a uh, pitch deck creator that I use is Keynote, usually on Mac, and I've done a lot of pitch decks in the past. You can use PowerPoint, and I just found a template that I really liked and downloaded it and started creating really good visual aesthetics to the content that we just developed. And so taking all this information, but then consolidating it into a pitch and a presentation that we could use to educate people for this course. 
And so after I had that done, I, um, and, and so just so everybody knows, as I'm building this out, like this is like a passion project I'm working on, on the nights and the weekends while I have a very demanding full-time job and another company that I run. So the point I'm getting at there is there's no excuse not to go after something that makes you passionate, regardless how busy you think you are, you can always make time. And so this was the project that I was working on from like 6 7 o'clock at night till like 12 in the morning, every single night. And the whole thing, you know, it took us a couple months to do, but it was very cost minimal and um, it just required a lot of focus and energy. And I worked on it on the weekends as well. But I'm saying that because I just want people to be aware that, you know, don't use I'm too busy as an excuse or it's not going to work because I'm an incredibly busy person and I have a very demanding schedule with what I do and all the companies I manage. But I was I still go and I take this time out to work on these passion projects that I think can be valuable to people because it's important to me. And um, but getting back to kind of ways we were building this out after we created this deck, um, I said, okay, Nina, we got to sit down. Let's create like our talking points. So we, we had a lot of talking points already based on the curriculum and content that we had laid out when we first structured what we wanted to be in the course. But then we got much more specific around, okay, this is what we want to say. This is when we're going to pass off between myself and yourself when we're actually working on the course and we're recording everything. Um, we, we laid out kind of a run of show structure for what the course would be like, what section goes where. I rearranged the pitch deck for all that, how we wanted to talk about stuff. And then once we had that down, we said, okay, we're just going to go sit down and we are going to record the whole thing. So the next thing we did was we basically sat down together and it took us a couple hours one day and we recorded all of the video course and it ended up being a several hour course with just a tremendous amount of value that was in it. But you know, that again, didn't cost us anything. We just sat down and recorded it on our computer and, um, after it was recorded and we had the audio done, we just used GarageBand, free program that comes on a Mac for people that use Macs, and I know PCs have stuff like that too. Um, we, we just recorded it, and then I sat down after the recording was over for probably like another two and a half, three hours, and I then laid the video over it of recording my presentation and the pitch. So I just basically made sure that the video aligned with the audio and the vocals so that the presentation aligned from both a video and audio perspective. So there you go. In total with that course, it took us maybe, you know, a week or two of nights and weekends work, putting the content together and building the pitch deck and the presentation. It took a it took me most of a Saturday to record it all together. And at the next point of what I did is I created, and this is all comes included with this lifestyle course as well. I created a lifestyle guide and notes well, the notes were basically in-depth points that we cover throughout the course, and it was about 50, 60 pages of notes. But the good thing about it is I had a lot of that content already. I already put that work in as we were developing the structure and the talking points. So I was able to really polish those up and provide those in a fashion where if somebody just wanted to listen to the course and not take notes, we had it all broken down in a note-taking structure and kind of a guide that you can just read those alongside the course, and you can also put your own notes in if you choose to. Um, so that was all, a lot of that work had already been done. We'd invested that time, so that didn't really take a ton of time. And then the next thing that we created was what we called the lifestyle guide, and this was basically something where 
we go through the key points that we discussed in the course and we include more enhanced information around them with links to specific products or supplements that we recommended. Uh, Nina talked about different types of skincare routines. So we had a page in there on that and different types of skincare products that she recommended. And we put that together and I would say that probably took me a couple evenings to put together in total. It's not a ton of time. And then once that was done and we finalized that, we literally had the whole product complete. So like we built that entire course just by putting in some additional energy and effort on the nights and weekends over the course of about two to three weeks. And then we have this incredibly valuable course right in the middle of COVID that is exactly what people need to help get healthier, to boost their immune system, to do the right types of exercise protocols that can, can carry them through working from home while still keeping a healthy mindset and, and making sure they're getting the right type of nutrients from the right produce and foods they get at the store. Like we cover this amazing amount of valuable information and we put that all together in just a matter of a couple weeks on the nights and weekends. And once we had that done, now we're like, okay, we got to figure out how to get this in people's hands because it's great if you have a product, but unfortunately, unlike Field of Dreams, when you build it, they don't come. So you got to figure out how to make people aware of it. And when you reach that point, um, what I would recommend, and this is what we did, is you got to find a good tool. And that you'll have to spend a little bit of money on this, but not a lot, because you can usually get ones that maybe cost anywhere between 30 for the introductory packages, anywhere between 30 to about 100 bucks um, for a month, per month. And at the, in the early stages, you probably just need like a real cheap one. And it's basically just like a landing page builder. And these are very easy drag and drop solutions where you can go and you build a landing page. And what a landing page is for people that aren't familiar is you basically create a one-page sales page that markets this thing that you've developed and you put the messaging in there that aligns with your audience and you talk about the value of the product and you can throw some testimonials in there and a video that advertises it and you can just record a video on your computer and upload to it. So the pages are real easy to build. So it probably you can probably build one of these pages depending on how in-depth you go anywhere between you know one to three hours it's not super complicated thing and all these sites have an abundance of video tutorials on how to do it and so what you'll do is you have, you have this amazing product you've created and then you, we built this landing page and um, on that landing page you are able to basically capture information from people and you can have them check out right there on the page and on the back end of that You'll, you can set up um, you know, a payment integration, something like a PayPal or a Stripe. And depending on if you have a business formed yet or not, if you don't, you, I'm not sure how you use PayPal if you've accepted payments before, but you can set up PayPal that gets paid directly to you as like a contractor setup. Um, or you, know, you, can, you can set up a business if you've reached that point and you're ready to do that. And then you can connect your business bank accounts to it if you already have one. But... Basically, once you have like a, a payment integration set up with Stripe or PayPal, you just connect that to the site. It takes about 30 seconds and you're ready to go. You maybe set up a, you can send automatic emails from these landing pages. And an example of some of the different sites out there that let you build these landing pages for really cheap is things like Kartra, K-A-R-T-R-A is one. There's one called Samcart, S-A-M-Cart, C-A-R-T.com. There's one called ClickFunnels. And these are just really easy to use drag and drop solutions where you're going to house the information 
where people can go and purchase or view your product without you having to invest a bunch of time and money trying to build a website. And the reason this is so valuable is because these days when you're trying to sell to somebody, a website is great for housing information, right? It's like you'll have a bunch of information for the company, but it's not specifically focused on one thing. A landing page's goal is to create a laser-focused message trying to sell one specific thing. So in our scenario, I created a series of different landing pages because I like to test different designs and different colors and different messaging. And I built out a series of different landing pages that basically covers the exact lifestyle course that we developed from nutrition to body to mind, all the things I discussed formerly. And it was very laser focused on that. And so when I did that, it gives me an opportunity when people hit that page that they're only learning about that thing. There's not even links in there that allow them to go to other parts of our website because it's not even connected to our website. It's basically created with the sole purpose of selling this one particular product. And you can still have a website if you have one, but don't feel like you need to go build one out to have your product or service listed on it because you'll end up wasting a lot of time, money, and energy doing it. You can literally create one of these landing pages in a couple hours and you'll be able to move forward and start selling and making revenue off what off your product or service right away without having to deal with all the back-end infrastructure of building your own site out. Um, so that's just a really easy way to get something off the ground. And then once I had that and this landing page was created and the payment gateway was set up, I'm able to start marketing it, right? Because you got to take this new thing that you've commercialized, this idea you've brought into form, into a product or service, and you got to make people aware of it. Now, there's a lot of free ways to go about that. You can go on Facebook or Instagram, and you can message people that are target customers. You can drop your the link to your landing page with a quick message in community groups on Facebook that align with what you're selling. Like for our purposes, like we're we're selling this product that focuses on the mind, body, and uh, nutrition. So we were looking for different people that are used to like plant-based eating or yoga and meditation and things of that nature. And so I'm able to go market this link to different people like that, but it, it's all for free, right? And you can, if you have a little bit of money that you want to put into it as well, very cheaply, you can take some training courses or even watch a lot of free videos online to teach yourself how to do Facebook and YouTube and Instagram ads. And you can literally test out a series of ads for no more than a couple hundred bucks. And then once you figure out what's working best, you can then put like 10 or 15 bucks behind that one ad every day that's going to hopefully drive traffic back to your landing page to raise awareness. And hopefully a certain percentage of those people will convert into customers. And that entire process of building out, like taking the idea of we want to help people right now, during COVID. Like this is such an important time. We want to create value for people based on all these learnings and strategies that have helped us over the years and the clients we serve and package this into a very easy online course to deliver and um, set up, you know, create the course, put the content together, did all the recordings, finalize the course as the product, set up that landing page. I ended up taking the course and housing it in the same system that I created the landing page on. So it actually came included in this membership that I got and it still was only a hundred bucks. Um, so I was able to get all of these things done, set up, implemented. I tested it a bunch myself and to make sure everything worked right, that the email follow-ups were right. And even like 
I had like follow-up text messages for people if they chose to opt in with their phone where I could send them additional follow-up to retarget my customers to, you know, say thank you so much and provide them with links to other opportunities. Like all of this was created in a matter of about a month and a half with just some work on the nights and weekends. And basically we were able to take this idea, we brought it into form, we commercialized it into a product, we did everything 100% online and we were able to start delivering it to people and helping them. And I have already had you know, so many people that have gotten access to it and reached out to Nina and myself and been like, this is so awesome. This has helped us so much during COVID. I mean, just the testimonials and feedback that we're getting from this, that we're going to be able to use for, to help us with future things is remarkable. But that's it's really awesome to see that with people that are in a time where they need these practices with their mind. They need these practices with their body. They need to be focusing on their nutrition. They need to be boosting their boosting their immune system and being able to help them with that in a very easy way that is completely automated on our behalf. And we still call people and talk with people too um, when they reach out to us because we really care about the people we work with and we want to help them. But being able to have that scale where we can just, they can purchase this and just download this course has been such a huge win and we're so excited about that. And so if you think about that, what we just accomplished and were able to build in a very short period of time because we weren't afraid to do it, we weren't afraid what other people thought, we took something that we were passionate about and we put the energy into it and we barely spent any money. I think at the end of the day, if you really think about, we we invested time, it took about a month and a half of our nights and weekends to really get focused and build this out. But from what we actually invested from a money perspective in the software and those things, it wasn't more than a couple hundred bucks, I don't think, probably under three if I had to guess off the top of my head. But the value that we created by doing that is tremendous. Like I would say the value of that of that course, if I was to actually charge a full, like what I think the value of it, it would probably be anywhere between one to two thousand dollars. Like the the content value of what people get if they extract the information out of the course and implement this into their lives, it's easily a one to two thousand dollar course. But obviously, we're not selling it for that um, because our goal is we just want to help as many people as possible. So the price point that we price the product at is very very. Um, cheap compared to what the value is. Um, And so like literally you can create and build something in a very short period of time with next to no money and you can get it live and you can start generating revenue and it can be something that you're totally passionate about and it's not that difficult. And I will tell you this much, was I an expert at doing any of these things that we just did to create this stuff? Absolutely not. But what I did do is I spent time and I invested my energy into learning how to do it. Like when I sat down to do this, I've taken courses before online, but I've, I had never built my own, right? We do the podcast and uh, we deliver content in other ways, but I never actually sat down and built out a full video course with accompanying curriculum and materials and to deliver those to an audience and really had to understand the mechanics of different things that went in. But I literally sat down and just watched YouTube video after YouTube video and read article after article and I taught myself how to do everything. And I'll tell you this much, it wasn't difficult, it wasn't challenging, it just required some commitment and some time on my behalf. And so there was literally not a single thing as I went through this process that I was not able to find how to do online. That's another big excuse I see with entrepreneurs or people that never take that first step is, I don't know where to start. 
or I don't know how to do this. And I think that's the most dangerous statement because with the access to information that we have these days, you literally can figure anything out. Google's the number one biggest search engine. YouTube is the number two biggest search engine. And one's usually text-based, the other one's video-based. There is no possible way you can ask those search engines a question and not figure out what your answer is. I don't care what you're doing. And I, you know, that's how I, that's the mindset I take with everything I do. And the same thing I do when I'm working with the other businesses and the entrepreneurs and clients we work with, if they're having a challenge is before you come and ask me, you better ask Google, YouTube, and every other possible thing you can before you ask me about it, because you're going to be able to find it probably in the first three to four search links that pop up when you're searching for something. And so that's exactly what I did. And so what I'm saying there is for people that are afraid because they don't know what to do, you got to have the mindset of instead of using it as like a fear mechanism to say, I'm scared or I'm fearful. I don't know what to do. I just don't know where to start. That is a very dismissive mindset. And it's a mindset based from your ego mind telling yourself that you don't have the resources or ability to take a step forward and teach yourself something. What I would recommend is you have to shift that mindset 180 degrees and say, I don't know how to do this, but you know what's awesome about that that I don't know? I get to learn it now. I get to learn it. And that is going to be an experience and skill set that now I have in my arsenal that I can carry with me through the rest of my life. And once you do that a couple times, you have this switch that happens in your brain. Because I remember when I was younger, um, before I you know, was learned all about all the resources that we had with Google and YouTube and things. And I used to always ask, like, I'd be like, well, how do I do that? And my older brother would always be like, did you look on Google yet? And I'd be like, no, I didn't. And he, he like really ingrained this into me. It's like, don't ask me a question until you've taught yourself that. Um, and so now it's so ingrained in me that I really don't ask a lot of questions. I just do the research until I figure it out on my own. And to sometimes it take a little bit of time to figure it out, of course, but you know, the effort that you put into it, you're, you, you'll end up learning stuff just researching for the answer that you may not know from other stuff that'll help you with other areas of your business. And so that's the type of mindset. You really have to embrace those obstacles and those challenges and say, I actually get to learn this now. And after I learn this, it's just another skill in my arsenal or toolbox that I'm going to be able to use the rest of my life. But slowly you become more programmed to have that resource-seeking mindset as opposed to an excuse mindset. And that's so beneficial when you're growing a concept or growing a venture is that you always want to have the mindset that you can overcome any obstacle and you can find any answer. And if you don't know the answer now, you're going to do whatever it takes to figure it out because you going after what you believe in and your passions and spending your time every day on things that are important and valuable to you should be worth more than more to you than anything else. Like the one thing that we have on this planet, it's a complete non-renewable resource is our time. And if we're not figuring out a way to leverage our time so it's benefiting us the best, then you are not going to live a very fulfilling and rewarding life. So and what I mean by this is it's very, it's very important to me, and I preach this to a lot of people too, it's very important to me that as I grow in my life and in my career, one of my ultimate goals is how can I manipulate time to my advantage? And what I mean by that is if I am constantly working for somebody else or I am in an environment where it's sucking up all my time and there's not a commensurate level 
of value on the other end of the spectrum from an output perspective that I'm receiving for the time that I'm investing, I'm wasting my time. And I know, I know in early in parts of your career, you have to build up into this to get to good places or maybe save up some money before you can you know, invest in, in a concept to get it going. But I've even explained today that you don't have to have a lot of money to get these things started. Um, but one of the goals should be, how can I create a shift in the paradigm in the way that I interpret time and how time interacts with my life? And if you're constantly doing things that suck up your time for somebody else or for yourself because you're not using it efficiently and it's not creating the value on the other end of the spectrum that you're looking for, you're not doing a good job of creating that shift in the time paradigm. And so when I interpret that, I'm always thinking, what are things that I can do and I can build that align with me innately and I intuitively want to work on? But that through that process, I can buy more time. I can buy freedom and I can buy time every day in what I do so that I can generate for the income I need, for the needs that I have and the wants that I have that don't require me to exchange all of my energy and my time to do so. And this course is a great example. Like one of my goals with this course is I want to be able to help a lot of people and I want to be able to help them as soon as possible, especially with this current environment that we're in. But I want to do it in a fashion where I'm not sitting around giving Zoom calls with people or or doing trainings with people nonstop because that's going to suck up my time and I'm not going to be able to help as many people. So what is the way that I can I can accomplish those goals? Well, I created a digital product. I created a class. I took something that I was knowledgeable about and that Nina was knowledgeable about, and we created a course out of it that now once it, it, the infrastructure is built and the product is ready and we have everything set up, now you literally can generate income off of this in a free like with freedom. And so that's what I think is so unique is like, I was, it's so funny, the other day I was actually working, I've been working so hard on all this stuff and now I'm testing out different types of ways that I can market it to scale it up and help more people. And um, I was testing out some different marketing stuff and for anybody that's ever tested like Facebook and Instagram ads, it can be very intricate and challenging to figure out like what works to raise people's awareness, to get them to click on an ad, to then go to a landing page to look at stuff. And when I was doing it, I got like so exhausted because I've been doing it nonstop for like three or four days um, in the evenings and on the weekends. And so like I sat down for a second and I fell asleep on my couch for like three hours straight. Like my body and mind was just so exhausted because I was working so hard on this. And sometimes when I get like laser focused on stuff, I just like, I'm like tunnel vision, like nothing else exists or is going on in the world because I'm just trying to focus on this one thing and accomplish this. And so I keep doing it to the point where sometimes like I exhaust myself. And so I sit down on the couch for a second. I immediately pass out for like three hours straight and I wake up from my little nap I took to two emails that pop in and the emails were just Stripe transactions for money going into my account from people that bought the course while I was sleeping over those three hours. And I was like, holy cow, I did exactly what I set out to do, which was make being able to have a digital product with this area that we find very valuable that can help people, but literally made money while I was sleeping, which is like something that's so amazing because, you know, if that, if that can happen, that means that I can generate an income stream 100% digitally that's not taking my time while I'm doing it, right? That's often this dilemma you hear between a service-based business and a product-based business is if, if freedom is somebody's ultimate goal, 
usually I don't recommend they start a service-based business because it's going to take a long time to scale up that service-based business before they're at a point when they can have a management structure in place that can take over the operations of the service-based business before they can buy their freedom and they can buy their time back for themselves. But if you create a product-based business, then the product can scale and you can be selling the product just like we did with this course that I described. And you don't like the the end result of generating money is not a direct result of the output of your of your uh, time and your energy like a service based business is right like if with this digital product like people purchase it it goes through it gets automatically delivered to them via a link in an email they get to access the course and they get to watch it um, if it was a service thing and I was doing service like service based classes for these courses we're running, somebody would buy it. Then I would have to schedule an appointment with them. I'd have to set up a time to do it. I'd have to present it live to them, which could take two two to three hours. Then I have to talk with them afterwards. So there's all those steps that would be sucking my time away from me. But by creating it in the way that we did, it allows me to buy that time back, automate that entire process, and create now a new income stream to the house that doesn't require me to exchange ongoing energy. I exchanged a lot of energy up front that I invested to really get this started. Um, but that's what it was. It was my it was the front end time that I really had to commit and put in to get the end game result that I desired, which was this freedom. And that's something that's really important too is when you're thinking about taking a concept that you're passionate about and if, if your concept is, you know, it is a service-based thing and that's what makes you happy, then do it. I'm not, I'm not by any means saying don't have a service-based business, but you, what you want to do is you want to analyze what your goals are for the outcome. And if one of your goals is freedom and you want to be able to buy that time back, then maybe there's a way that you could take what you're really good at from a service perspective and then create a supplementary product out of it, right? Like if you're a hairdresser and you're awesome at doing people's hair and you still want to do that that's fine but maybe you want to buy a couple extra days a week where you don't have to rely on just styling or cutting people's hair and you want to create some type of digital product maybe you create an ebook or you create a course on how to style a certain way and you put it together and then you start selling that as well that could open up a door where now you're generating a new stream of income into your household in a way that's completely automated and you can then just take the clients you want and you won't feel so demanded or stressed. You'll buy some more time back from yourself. Um, or if you just enjoy, you know, doing people's hair all the time, that's totally fine too. It's, it, it's different for each and every person. And some people love that. That's what they thrive off of. So this isn't a pitch or a sale for that. I'm just laying out like that was my goal is I wanted to be able to do this and have complete freedom and have everything be automated when I build this out and it's done so that it's like a machine and it just runs in the background. And that's basically exactly what happened. And so, you know, this whole process, it did not take me very long. I did it in under two months on the nights and weekends. Now I have a course that I could literally sell for years. The information in this particular course is going to be relevant for years into the future. And it's going to be incredibly valuable, hopefully, for millions of people as it gets scaled up. And that whole thing just happened by sitting down and saying, you know what? We can do this. We can help people in this time of need right now. We can train people to focus on their mental and their physical and their emotional health and get through this challenging time that we're all in. And at the same time, we can put ourselves in a situation where we can buy some more time back for us. We can create another stream of income. 
and we can scale this up and hopefully help people all over the world. And that's exactly what happened. And that's what's continuing to happen. And so I would love it if you guys want to go check it out. If you go to buydixonlifestylecourse.com, you can check out the course that I just basically laid out and referred to about how we built. But that's something that anybody can do. Take whatever you're good at or whatever you enjoy doing, even if you're not doing it in your day job. Like if you, you know, if you work at an energy company and you love doing graphic design, figure out a way to do graphic design on the nights and weekends to figure out, you get yourself to a point where you can generate income off that. Like there's a million platforms out there, things like Upwork and Freelancer, where you can go post a profile with some of your past work and you can contract with people on there and you can do it completely remotely from your own house and you don't have to go anywhere. Like there's uh, Fiverr's another platform for that, F-I-V-V-E-R. There's so many tools out there that you can use to generate products or leverage service-based things that you're good at, that you enjoy doing, that hopefully in time, if, if this is one of your goals, that you can turn that into your full-time thing. You can turn that into what you're able to invest your time in each and every day, and you feel more aligned with what your purpose is. And people ask me to sometimes, like, how do I know if what I'm spending my time on in my work perspective, from a career perspective, is something that I should be. Sometimes they don't know that just yet. And what I always respond with is like, if money was no object at all, what would you be spending your time on every day? And the answers for most people are things that seem to fall on the creative side. So it would be like, I would just sit around and play my guitar or I would paint or I would do, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, and, and even from like a from engineering minded people, maybe their stuff is like, oh, I would just be, I would go create this kind of product because it solves this problem. And that's very creative too, because they're creating something out of thin air. They're creating a product or service. And so they're thinking very like a problem solution type mindset. And whatever it is, you can do that, right? Like you can actually take that step to do it, but you can't be afraid that of what other people are going to say. And you can't sit around not doing it because you don't know how to do it. You got to sit down and start training yourself to figure it out and just say, okay, this may take me a couple months initially, but I'm going to do it. And once I get it done, I have something really cool that I get to move forward with. And maybe I open a new stream of income for myself. And it, and if for some reason it doesn't end up working out, and trust me, there's a bunch of things that I've tried throughout the years that failed, just flat out failed on their face and you know more things have failed than things that I've done that have been successful throughout the years. I'll definitely say that. But I keep doing stuff and I never stop because I'm infinitely curious. And I will say that because of all the things that I failed in, the things that I have tried that have been successful have been massively successful because I've learned so many things from the things I failed at. And that's a really important theme too is that people are really afraid of failure and you shouldn't be. You should you should be totally cool with trying really, really hard at something and being cool with falling flat on your face if it doesn't work out. And that's fine. Obviously, do your best to take advice and mentorship and research things to make sure that doesn't happen. But if you put everything into something because you believe it and it doesn't work, that's okay. It doesn't mean it's not going to work long term. It just means it didn't work in that specific way. And now you need to iterate and figure out something new. So don't let that fear and the ego mind really trap you and not let you ever get started to get moving on creating something, a product or service or business that really aligns with you 
that you're passionate to wake up about every day. Like you should be with the limited amount of time that we have on this planet. In my opinion, nobody should be getting up day after day and being connected to a lifestyle that they don't enjoy. If you're not excited to get up in the morning, then you need to figure out how to put the steps in motion to make that change in your life, right? Like if you're in a constant program right now where every day you get up, you eat breakfast, you work, you you know eat lunch, you work, you eat dinner, you're at home, maybe you're with your family, or then you watch TV, and then you go to sleep, and you get up the next day, you do it over. That's a very deadly cycle. And the way to break free from that cycle, and I'm using this in the context too, if you love what you do every day and you're already in a position, that's great. You're one of the extremely rare, small percentage of the few people in the world that have that luxury because you've already figured it out and you've moved forward how to do that. But there's a lot more people out there that are in a deadly cycle of something that does not make them happy. It drains their energy. They're getting in fights with their friends or fights with their spouses. And a lot of it comes from the wrong lifestyle choices they're making. But a lot of it also has to do with the stresses from doing something every day from a career perspective that you don't enjoy doing. And the only way to escape that matrix and escape that pattern that you're in is to make a decision. Make a decision that you're going to put your best foot forward to try to figure out a way that you would take the thing that you would do for free. Whatever the task is or hobby is or anything in your life that you would do all day long if money was no object, if you would figure out a way to try to create something out of that topic or theme to make money off of it, to put yourself in a direction, here's a really interesting thing that happens. The universe moves like water around you. Once you start putting your, and this is a fear-based thing too for a lot of people, they're so afraid to do it because of the uncertainty of failing. If you begin to put the energy towards the thing in your life that you innately know is going to make you happy the most, um, even if it starts out, maybe it lasts you one, two, three years, maybe longer, doing it on the nights and weekends before it gets to a point when you can actually transition into doing that full time. It, like doors just begin to open. And, there's, and the science behind that is because you are now exuding an energetic signature that your emotions change. And when your emotions change there, it's beginning to create this new program, right? You were so stuck in this other program of getting up and being unhappy with your day job. And you want to create this new reality. Well, how you do that is by leveraging your emotions. And when you're putting your energy towards things that are creative for you or things that make you innately happy every day, those are the things that open these universal gateways and change that energy signature and opportunities start falling into place. Like you will literally see dominoes just start falling and be like, holy cow, how did that just happen? But that's what happens when you begin directing your life in a in a place where it aligns with like what your soul wants. And I've experienced this more times than I can count. It doesn't mean everything's just going to be easy. Things are still challenging and require an investment of time and energy, but you'll begin to notice that you'll get guided through different things that will happen as long as you continue and do to do it, but you got to be consistent. You can't do it for a month or two and give up. You got to continually be consistent with it and do it for month after month or sometimes year after year to really make that stuff happen. And in order to break that pattern, I think it's such an important thing. And I think so much of our society is struggling because they are in this machine of how things operate in our world and they never take that first step. They never get there and then they look at themselves and their life has blown by before their eyes 
and they and now they're regretful because they wanted to do something but they never did it. They just sat around and believed that this eat, sleep, entertainment, sleep cycle of whatever we have is life. That's not what our life is supposed to be. Our lives are supposed to be filled with meaning and purpose and creativity and love and abundance. And if you are not actively putting your emotional state towards those goals every day, you are wasting your precious time that you have on this planet. And I really think that that's the most important thing is you've got to shift that mindset and then all the rest of the stuff falls into place. And so if there's one thing that I think could be the biggest theme from this podcast today is that the hardest thing to do when you're trying to guide your life in this new direction that where you can be able to generate revenue or income off your passions is you have to learn how to train your mind to stay in a mind frame that breaks free from what our societal matrix tells you to do. Like right now, we there's been nothing, nothing over the last you know five to six months that has been pushed on people except complete fear-mongering and propaganda through every single news outlet. And now what's scary is it's happening far beyond just the, like the regular news stations. Our social media companies have turned into, obviously, their own media company. That's what social media is now. It's like media companies. And what's getting funneled through their stuff is now being censored to go with the official narrative of everything else that's going on in the world. And so it just enhances the amount of negative energy and negative media and publications that are coming out that are just spreading this fear-mongering and they're very one-sided stories and it's just, it's not good. And so I, I, I like cut off media altogether. So I'm very calculated about what I let myself watch and what I don't strategically don't watch the news and I... You know, I, I have certain sources of things that I look for stuff of, of trusted parties, but these it's very hard to trust any news outlet. You know, like back in the day, there was the main people, and I still think back in the day they were they were lying to people nonstop. But you have your main media publications that are pushing stuff through. But now that you have social media, you don't know what's true, you don't know what isn't. Even the people that you think are providing true information are often just focusing on getting as many clicks as they possibly can and views. So they're they know that fear is something that can just manipulate the human brain. And so they use it as a tactic to get people to click on stuff and read, even if their information is not verified. And so I mean we've just reached this point where like we're stuck in our homes in a sense. A lot of people are still because of all this virus stuff. And if you're watching the news or reading the news, you probably think the world is a pretty small, scary place because you don't want to leave the confines of your home because you're so mentally persuaded by what's being said in the news, even though, in my opinion, the vast majority of it is lies. And so you have to be able to, you know, see above it and realize that there's so much value to be had. And even though there's this shift that's occurring globally with our society, there is a lot of positive things that are going on. And you have to be aware of that and you have to do the research and search and, and basically get out there to like engage outside of your home. You know, like there's like some of the things that are happening right now in terms of what's being recommended for us to stay inside makes zero sense from a medical and biological standpoint. Uh, does nothing but destroy your immune system, which is exactly what should we should be building up. But um, that's kind of a separate episode topic. But anyway, like we're if you do that, it's going to be much more difficult for you to break your habits that I talked about before. In terms of, you know, you're just um, a cog in this machine 
doing the same tasks mindlessly. You're asleep, but you're like you're awake, but you're just sleeping through your day in terms of you're on autopilot, everything that you do. And it's challenging to make that mental shift and take a step towards what you want. But if you don't do it, then you're going to regret it later in your life. And you are going to be serving the purpose of this societal machine that we live in right now, which is literally creating the most vast amounts of control that we've ever seen and manipulation. And it's something that people just really need to be aware of and be careful of. Like I, I often think about this. It's so interesting. There's the um, the U.S. and other countries, it's happening more on a global scale lately, but the U.S. does a really good job of it. They provide this, what I call the illusion of freedom. So, you know, we think as citizens that we really have freedom in this country. You know, everyone's like, oh, why is U.S. the greatest country in the world? It's like, oh, because we've got freedom of speech and freedom of, uh, you know, all these other things, constitutional rights, right, that some other countries don't have wrong that is completely untrue and we have an illusion of freedom that is provided to us through our media companies and our politicians to make us think that we have these freedoms when in reality they do not exist and we're seeing that happen right now and we're seeing more of our constitutional rights get yanked away from us as we're seeing all these you know social media platforms and search engines that we access all of our information from are getting completely skewed because they're manipulating search results they are censoring out information that doesn't align with official narratives and there is literally right after constitutional right that is being extracted from us but it's been happening over a very long period of years it's been happening for probably 50 or 60 years slowly our constitutional rights through bills and legislation that's been passed have been getting revoked from us but they advertise it as if it's still there and so we people live in this thing there's this illusion of freedom we really think that we're so free when every text message you send is tapped, every phone call that you make is tapped, every social media message that you post is logged and stored. Like there's zero privacy. There's zero, like the freedom of speech these days are now so censored by what's happened with all this COVID stuff that you could post something that a social media company or that Google doesn't agree with and they will delete it and take it down and even ban your account, even if you've got millions and millions of followers. I mean, there's people that have millions of followers that, are, that have audiences they've been building for 10 years that have been deplatformed off of YouTube and some of these other social media networks because they were saying things that didn't align. Um, and these people have built very credible audiences of people around the world. And so like with things like this happening, we there really is this illusion of freedom that we're existing in right now. And what I'm getting at with this is you have to take the responsibility into your own hands if you want to create this type of life that you want because if you believe what you're seeing on TV and you believe what you're reading and you believe what these what the World Health Organization and the CDC and these other companies are saying you are literally a victim of your own mind because you have to be able to do your own research to figure out what's going on and it's the same thing when you're wanting to make the shift in your life to help generate new opportunities for what you want to become passionate about you have to make that mental shift to say this is where i was this is what i've done take that self audit this is what my lifestyle looks like right now but it's not what my lifestyle has to look like in the future but I'm the only person that can change that. Nobody else can. So I have to sit down and make a plan. And what I do every single day personally is I always focus on what I call the future present state. And so I never think about things that have already occurred. 
um, for the most part. I basically, and by doing that, if I was thinking about things that already occurred all the time, I'm instantly living in the past every day. My mindset is in the past, right? What I do my best of is trying to stay in the present, right? Like focusing as much as I can in the present, but often throughout the day, I'm emotionally focused on the future. And what I mean by that is if I want to attain, obtain a certain goal or I want to be able to do a deal with a certain company or I want to be able to shoot a movie or something like that, like if these are goals that I have of mine, I will visualize this and then I'll try to create this emotional state inside of myself like as if I've already accomplished that. So let's say hypothetically I wanted to shoot a documentary. Um I would envision this thing like, okay, I'm filming the documentary. It's so great. It's already happened. We were able to push it out. It helped a lot of people with the value and concepts in it. And um, like I'm looking at it and saying thank you and being grateful as if this already happened. That's what I mean by present future state. This is something that's in the future, but I'm visualizing it if it's already occurred in my present state. So present future state. And, but I'm not thinking about the past at all. By doing that, it actually is creating a new emotional signature that's helping me carry me throughout the day. And so a way that you can think about this in your life, let's say that you hypothetically want to create an online product and you want to sell it or a, business, a product or service. And you're in this current environment where you're working this day job every day and you have this repetitive cycle and you've got to take this mindset and action step forward to get to where you want to go. You need to start in your present state focusing on not what's happened and where you've been with this repetitive cycle you have every day, but where you want to go and visualize it and try to feel the emotions you'll have once that's obtained to act like it's already happened. And then that's going to help open up your mind to take the proactive steps to move forward to begin to implement these type of things that you want. Um, and so, you know, the mindset is such an important thing when you're beginning to start out on these products and these new ventures. And I think it's something that can be incredibly valuable to really help motivate you and push you forward to start going after these different goals that you have. And remember that it's really not as difficult as your mind makes it out to be. There's this, um, you know, this, this layout of the word fear I've seen before that says, if you take up the first of each letter, it's false evidence appearing real. And that's what fear usually is. It's like we're creating an assumption or we're creating a false reality based on a fear-based ego mind perspective to say there's false evidence appearing real. Like this evidence is things that we think may happen in the future, but it's never happened yet. So how do you know that's actually going to happen? And so if you can really change your mindset and get over that fear component to create what you really want to do next that is going to shift that mind. And once that occurs and you're able to get yourself in that mindset repeatedly every day, that's when these actions start really moving quickly because you're not afraid of failing. You're not afraid it's not going to work out because you know it will or you know that even if it doesn't and it fails, you're going to learn a lot and you're going to embrace that too because you're stronger because of it. And it helps you move along that path and puts you towards the actions that you need to make to make that happen. So... That's pretty much what I wanted to lay out today. It's been something that I've been working at as we built this product out over the last couple months. And I, I just hear so many entrepreneurs that I work with that have um, not only entrepreneurs, but people that are just working for somebody else or working for um, themselves and it's just not working and they can't figure out why. And it's such a, usually it's a fear-based mindset that's preventing them from taking that first step or making a, a new step in the business that they currently own that they know could be helpful, but they just, just won't do it. And so hopefully I was able to lay out for people that are really interested in doing this and creating something that they value and something that they're passionate and purposeful for 
to you know, ha- have a new reality open up for them if they begin to invest some time and energy. And hopefully you guys understand that you can do this with your time and you don't need a bunch of money and business cards and logos and websites and all that when you're just getting started. You just have to have the willpower, consistency, and commitment to say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to work harder until I accomplish this thing, knowing that in the long term, it's going to result in a lot more success and value for not only me, but the people I serve and really like have that motivation each and every day. And like some people say, I really struggle with motivation and you may be in a position right now where you don't know what it is that makes you happy or purposeful every day. And that's totally okay. Not everybody figures that out at the same time. It can take you years to figure that out. But from a motivation perspective, when you do figure it out, that's what should give you the drive to keep doing it. Like when I was building this course out, my motivation every day after I was exhausted from, you know, working uh, with what I do during the day, helping the startups and our investments and growing capital innovators, like my ambition to work further into the evenings and on the weekends and not, you know, it, it was a good timing because nobody was really going out with friends anyway, but, you know, really isolating myself in this time to create something. My motivation was there's people at home. They're probably getting sick. They're unhealthy. Their mental health is probably struggling. I can help them with this. And I know the tactics that I have implemented in my own life and developed over the years have helped other people because I've seen it firsthand and it helped myself. And if I can build this and get this to people as fast as I can, this is something that is going to really help a lot of people. And so that's what my motivation was. Like I was motivated to serve and help others. And a lot of people, when you create and you figure out what you're passionate about, usually in, in some aspect, there's that motivation that you have that helps you get up and continue to work on it, even when you're challenged or think like you can't do it because you're too tired or whatever the, the potential excuses your mind tells yourself, you can do it, but you really got to get over that mental barrier. So I hope that was helpful for people. Um, it's much more of a business focused episode, but I know we covered a lot of mindset in there as well. And, you know, we'd love to hear your guys' feedback. If you're interested in learning more about the course that I talked about and kind of how I structured everything, um, you know, go to buydixonlifestylecourse.com. You can check it out. It's, you know, we obviously put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in it, so we're super passionate about it. And we just think it can help a lot of people when it already is. And we've already been getting a lot of feedback from people that are using it of just how valuable everything is in it and when they're implementing these tactics and that the amount of information that you get for how cheap the course is was just like mind blowing for people and they were just super appreciative. And so if that's something that seems aligned with you, definitely go to buy dixonlifestylecourse.com, check it out and, you know, take it. We would love to hear your feedback on it. And I really appreciate you guys tuning in. Look forward to talking with you next week. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Take care.